What's up guys, uh, I'm Regan here, thanks for tuning in to watch the video. Uh, I'm joined with my guest Max here who's going to start chatting a bit. Uh, basically this is going to be a um, video or audio series specifically for uh, rugby players um, to help you kind of play better, train better, all that kind of jazz. Um, Max is a rehab specialist, he did a degree of what? Sport rehabilitation. Sport rehabilitation. Um, he's worked with me for about a year odd, he's a top chap. He's a rugby player, um, so yeah, this is Max. Uh, yeah. So yeah, tell them what you do at the moment. Yeah, so I'm currently working in Synergy Fitness doing sport rehabilitation, which is similar to physiotherapy, um, but more specifically to do with sports and kind of gym, uh, a gym kind of setting. Uh, at uni, I did a few placements with sports teams, top level rugby league teams. Um, so I got a bit of an insight of how they work and how they train both off season and on season. That's quite helpful. And also, I play rugby myself for Wantsley Rugby Club. Um, yeah. So a local rival to my old club, but he still knows his shit, so I thought it would be useful to get you got, to get on and um, hear from you guys. So if anyone's got any questions while they're watching this, whatever platform this is on, comment below if it's YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Uh, I'm going to leave him some, leave some um, contact details for him, and you can just send him a message or answer it. He'll answer it. Um, but yeah, so time of the year, I've got a few questions I was going to run through. So this time of the year, it's the end of the season. Everyone's pretty bad. Everyone's pretty broken. There's probably like three or four games, depending on who you play for. Yeah, four um, games. Yeah. About four games. Um, what do you think people should concentrate three games, on? Three games, so even less. What do you think people should concentrate on these last few games? If they're holding knocks, should they be training as, as hard as they are, or should they just chill out now? Or what, what do you think would be the best thing to follow? Um, I would say complete rest isn't the best idea, because some of it could be quite uh, preventative, even at this late stage. Definitely bring a re-intensity down. So me myself, I've gone down from five days to three days training, especially as we still train twice a week, um, rugby training specifically. Um, after a game, a light session is help, good luck for recovery, flush everything out, but um, definitely bring intensity down, whether that be less weight, less reps, or kind of a mixture of both. You did five sessions a week before? Yeah, so I was probably overdoing it, but I was doing five gym sessions, two rugby sessions, and then the match on Saturdays. Um, and I it, it was okay until it kind of caught up on me, you know. <laughs> did you do that because you are a PT and you've got different hours, or would you recommend that now, or you'd say that's too much? Because how old are you now? 23 now. 23, so people who are older definitely can't be doing five sessions a week. Yeah. Would you still recommend that for anyone or even someone who has only a couple of hours of work a day? Or That's the thing, so partly it was to do with maybe a little bit of a while ago, not being as busy work-wise, so I could train early in the day, get the recovery before that training in the evening. Um, I was at that point where I was training quite frequently, everything was getting tra I was training everything twice a week um, and my recovery was quite good, but then People, like you said about older people, people have said to me like they, they take like three four days to recover, so that wouldn't yeah. be optimal. Um, I wouldn't say I recommend it, but I also wouldn't say that's completely wrong. Like, I, I potentially could go back to it, but I think I value rest a bit more now than I did. I kind of thought I'll be alright. You got to kind of play it around and see what yeah. you do yourself. I remember playing Colts and doing like four different gym sessions a week, plus the rugby training, plus stuff from my school, and you're doing like two bits of activity each day. But getting in twenties or thirties or so. Your body takes a lot longer yeah, to recover. And you're training harder and playing harder. So, like, when you're younger, although you're giving it everything, like, everyone weighs less, I think that's a big thing this season that, like, like the impact is more. So, even if it kind of looks the same, it takes longer to heal. Yeah, definitely. Recovery's slower, people are bigger, collisions are harder. Yeah, and I'm trying to push more weights in the gym. I think that was a big thing, having split goals. I wanted to get bigger, I wanted to get fitter, better rugby, and it, 
you got to kind of try and prioritize. So um, yeah, so going on what you just said. So a lot of people, they want to play better, but also look a bit better. So they still yeah. want to do their arms. I know I've spoken to you, you sometimes do a bit of arms on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Is that still the case? Or uh, well, the, the sessions actually got rid of were Thursday and Friday sessions. No arm days. Uh, on, on push and pull, I throw arms in at the end. I pick one superset uh, for, uh, for biceps on pull day, one superset for triceps on push day. So I'm still hitting arms the same amount. Well, on those days, and I'm just not doing it again on Friday when I was doing like an upper body bodyweight session. Um, so you add a bit of a bit of aesthetics, a bit of a body weight, a bit of um bodybuilding at the end of your normal. Yeah, so that's how I train at the moment. So I'm, uh, start off with strength slash like functional stuff, um, which probably has a more a better carryover to sport. Finish with what would that be? Sorry, tell these guys what okay. that is. So like on a leg day, for example, I'm gonna start with my back squat or front squat, like big compound uh, knee dominant movement, and then uh, either a Romanian deadlift or a hip thrust, something or hip dominant. Um, bit of single leg work next, which could be a Bulgarian split squat or even a leg extension machine. I never used to do those, but I've actually got into them quite a bit. That's a bit more aesthetics and if interested in calves. Yeah, towards the end of the workout, it's a bit more machine, high rep, like pumping high, you know? That kind of thing. And, and same on a, on a push day, I'd start with like a shoulder press or a bench press. I'd be ending with like a cable fly, um, uh, try to push down. So it, as your energy diminishes, you're not going to be able to do the same bench press, but you can still burn up the tricep on a push down, which it's just aesthetics, yeah. it's not going to help you rugby that much, I wouldn't say that. So most of the layouts that I would do with myself or for someone training for performance, first half of the workout is big heavy compounds, yeah. heavier weights, that's when you've got the most energy and that's when you've got the most concentration. Like if you do 200 kilo squats at the end of a leg workout, you're probably going to hurt yourself, whereas you can do heavier stuff and have less risk to yourself. As you get more tired, like you said, do more single leg, more isolations, more stuff like that. Um, it's still work at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. and a bigger muscle has the potential to be a stronger muscle. Um, but yeah, I would always start first off compounds, second off mainly isolations. Just to touch on that point about single leg stuff, well, I agree with you. With like looking at it from a rehab perspective, I would add the single leg kind of like balance rehab strength stuff first, only because, yeah, it, it, if it's purely for rehab, um, say you smash loads of like, like 10 by 10 squats, something crazy, you, you let, your quads are pretty done. You've not got that stability you need to go hopping around. So if you did want to, like, like I've got a few clients who they're kind of nursing injuries but also want PT. And I get the balance of out of the way when they're fresh, but it's not going to fatigue them for the strength stuff. It's a bit different to like smashing out bulging splits because you would it. I would add them after, but, but like you know hopping. So is that someone fun. recovering from an injury or everyone you think should do some prehabby stuff? We're jumping a few questions here, but we'll just go to that one. Uh-huh. Do you think everyone should do? Some pre heavy stuff, or if someone's fit, no injuries, which yeah. is probably no one, would they go straight into, let's say, cleans and squats and then go down single leg isolation, or would you do with everyone a prehab balance coordination exercise? Okay, so almost both. <laughs> with an injured person, I would say you do, like, if you're at the stage where you can hop and you want to get that done, I would say doing the hopping stuff first, you're going to get a bit of um, post activation potential as well, so you're going to fire up those muscles, which could potentially make you stronger for the cleans and squats. Uh, if you're not injured at all or like not significantly injured, I would just try and get your warm up to that point where you're 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 working on your balance, you're working on your mobility and activating muscles, but not like doing like proper workouts. So if you're doing a Bulgarian spin squat, have that later on maybe, um, but do some single leg balance work first. So like pre- I, I, I call it movement prep and pre-activation. Uh, and as much as I think single leg stuff is super important. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't think to do it at the start because then maybe your your lifts might be not as good. And, yeah. But if someone's coming from an injury, 
then definitely do that. Yeah, it just it just depends on goals. Again, going back to kind of prioritising, um, someone might not benefit that much from a big back squat, but really they need to work on individual stuff. But um, generally, yeah, I do the the back squat, maybe a deadlift, and then the split squat. Uh -huh. But they're they're they're. they're Training would be maybe single leg balance, but not adding weight to it and stuff like that. You know? Training for the rugby. If you're doing powerlifting, then squats all the yeah, way. That's exactly. more important. Yeah. But no, if you're training for rugby, you might not even need single leg stuff. Like you missed through that. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so then we talked about doing a bit of prehab before their workouts. So yeah. In the season, they might be bad. They might only be doing two or three workouts. Do you think someone should do a whole prehab or rehab day, like on the Sunday when they're a bit knackered, or midweek, or would you advise that to anyone? I would definitely advise it, but it's whether it, it, you've got to get the buy-in as well, and you've got to see the value of it. So, um, if you've got time to, uh, and you're and you're willing to do it, a prehab day, that's great, and do that. If not, I would say just try and incorporate it later and often. Um, so, me coming back from my ACL injury for myself, for example, the first exercise they gave me when I could barely walk, they said, "Don't do like three sets of whatever. Do do it every hour. So just one set every hour. Yeah. So like, because because you can't do much." You're pretty much sitting on the sofa all day. They want you to just get up, do 10, 10, mm -hmm. 10 squats, sit down again every every hour. Um, so I think little and often for prehab is quite good. Like before, if you're, if you're still rugby training, depends on how your preseason works. I would say doing the sort of prehab, pre-activation stuff before you go out for the run and what you else is important. Doing that every single session, whether you feel injured or not. Mm -hmm. um, and as a recovery, so yeah, on like a Sunday, something like it, it, it doesn't help get it all moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think kind of. Yeah, maybe allocating the day to it and then doing little bits throughout the day, throughout the week. Because most rugby players, shoulders go, knees go. Yeah, there's only so much you can prevent against that. And you can't prevent them, should I say, but you can reduce the injury uh, risk as much yeah, as possible. Well. If gets fucking snapped back, yeah. it's going to go. Yeah. But you can try and get as strong as you can in all these weird ranges and strengthen all the little muscles. Like A lot of people will just focus on big chest bro and big shoulders, whereas a lot of little <laughs> muscles, rotator cuff, stuff around your legs that you're not used to, you can't yeah. see it. So people don't want to train it, but that's more important for the pitch, and that's what's yeah, going to get you have these encouraged to your big lift as well. Yeah. So if your goal is to get a massive bench press, at some point the smaller muscle is probably going to going to fail you. And they're, they're not muscles that are going to respond to heavy weight, so you're going to have to drop the weight down and do the exercises right with them. Well, you see these units that walk around like this, but they can't bring their hands over their heads. Yeah. Like they're not very useful if they can't say some prop who's like that. If they can't lift their hands up. They can't lift in a line out, or they can't attach in a scrum. So you've got to be able to move through a range as well as um be strong as well at the same time um yeah cool uh so end of season's coming up yeah. what do you think is the best for pre-season what's the full pre-season three or four months three or four months it's quite long as in how do you have, how long from the last game to the first game is it four months we finish in four weeks um and we start again about september do we yeah may june july it could be a bit later actually. It might be after. So it might be five months till the yeah, next game. We'll have a few pre-season matches as well. So yeah, four or five months, say, on average. So uh, would you would you sell someone? Do you reckon whole month off and then bang it in, or a week off, or depend on the person, or what would you advise? Uh, I think depending on the person and their current training levels. Like for me, I'm kind of excited as soon as rugby season finishes to up my training again yeah. and get back on it. But some, if, you, if your body really feels knackered, maybe give yourself a week off or like a deload week where you do light activity for that week. Get yourself feeling good again. Maybe do that prehab rehab stuff for the until everything feels good again. Then start up in that training. And, um, and not contact for a while, right? Uh, yeah, well, uh, you're never really going to be doing contact unless you're on the field. Mm -hmm. And pre like, so I, I wouldn't, yeah, bother doing any kind of trying to do your own contact stuff. 
pre-season rugby training itself probably doesn't start for a few months anyway. Yeah, right. It's generally fitnessy stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe a bit of contact with the pads. I don't think contact is is the main problem for injuries. I'm not going to lie. A, a, a lot of injuries in non-contact. ACL is most most common non-contact. Oh, mind, yeah. Okay. Um, shoulders more so. But like a lot of the thing is, I was like, handing on your shoulders. Exactly. What was that? I was going to say, um, like running injuries. So like, I've started with shin splints, kind of like groin, like tendonopathy type pains. Where it was, it's really about getting, again, those small muscles strong and working properly. And I don't think, like, don't be scared of contact. I don't think that's the main problem with injury. But yeah, definitely give yourself a rest on contact. Um, um, so shin splints, I remember people that had a lot of issues like that, especially yeah. as you get to the summer, like people playing sevens and stuff like that. Is there anything you can go to to avoid it, or is it just you gotta rest it? Or yeah, so again, that's that's really not shin splint is a like a general term. Okay. So it's like it could be a few different issues, like muscles on the inside of the shin, outside the shin, the shin itself, which I think is less common. Actual having like mini fractures. Um, a lot of it's running technique, so trying to improve that. I, I was running, well, I was sprinting okay when I was jogging. I was quite like foot like slappy, so like heel first. So I tried to work on my foot um, mechanics. Also, just like loads of foam rolling your calves, or like massage if you go to massage. On the, and, on the back, on the wrist, like, though, on the front. Yes, yeah, so, so like, I had pain on the inside of my like shin, but I rolled out my actual calf itself, and it kind of had a carryover effect. Right. Rolling out the ball like my foot with like a lacrosse ball. Um, I've I seen people getting a finger and running down each yeah, side. Like, uh, it can be quite brutal, but I would recommend that. I found compression socks good, um, just to keep it all tight. Day or for training? No, I'm on training, yeah. Um, I, I, someone actually told me that they recommended not wearing them, but I personally found them helpful and, and insults. Not to try and correct my um, running technique at all, but purely, purely for um, a slightly more cushioning. But um, generally, if you're running correctly and everything else, that's good. Again, getting recovery, not taking too much impact. I'm planning on doing pre season in running trainers rather than rugby boots this season. Uh, when, when the summer when it's like rock solid, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the ground was rock solid. I was wearing boots. <laughs> I, was, I was wearing moulds, but still, like, yeah. So I'm, for the stuff that's not, we don't need boots. I'm going to wear running trainers. I think that should take a lot from my knee as well. Not as impact. So that's a good topic as well. Is how important is foot care and looking after your feet? Yeah, it's big. Like. That's just in the summer, like, would you, would it, does it not matter the rest of the year, or no, would you still be? Whole season, yeah, like, I was surprised by how tender it was, getting on a cross ball, you could use a tennis ball as well, it would be a bit less specific, but getting on a cross ball, rolling, like, my foot, like, the underneath the, base, the base of your foot. Yeah, so it's, like, basically, it's called your plantar fascia, even a lot of people probably heard people talk about plantar fasciitis, um, anyway, rolling that, pretty sore, pretty tender, and that's going to, that, that fascia attaches the whole way up the back of your leg, so it's going to affect things, and if, you're, if your feet are sore, might not absorb um, shock properly, which can then trail up into your knees, your hips, and you know, loads of other problems. But yeah, try and take care of your calves, feet, shins, all that stuff. Um, so could that be part of the prehab for a lower body day, or would you reckon whenever you're in the gym, give it a little roll, or just watching TV, give it a roll, like um, daily, or? What do you yeah, reckon? I would say daily. Don't be too aggressive with it. Um, I would like do that. Um, regarding the prehab, a lot of balance stuff is going to work with like the intrinsic foot muscles, like the balance stuff really well. Um, you do that stuff with shoes off? Um, sometimes, and I'll say, yeah, if you're specifically trying to do it with your, like, for your feet, shoes off. Sometimes just for time, I just do it with my, feet, with my shoes on. And you're going to get both. There's a big action, to be fair, that on that point, a lot of it is important. And, like, if you've got time and the facilities to do it, do your rehab and prehab in your rugby gear or your rugby shoes on grass. It's all well and good to have a balance on like flat surface in the gym, mm-hmm. but you've got to be able to do that. Like on grass, so if you can add it, yes, if you can add it and get to training early and do it there, 
that's probably more specific for your school. But do whatever you can. Or rugby training, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's probably the optimal one, thinking about it. But if you, have, if you can't do that for whatever reason, anything's better than nothing. Cool. So fit in as much as you can. Yeah. A little bit, five, ten minutes here and there. Yeah, you haven't got, it hasn't got to take over your life, but just pay attention to it. Cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's most of the things I wanted to chat about. Any other golden tips you might give anyone? Or we talk oh, yeah. about most things, really. Yeah, just just um, listen to your body. I used to like today. I'm feeling quite fatigued. I could do a workout, but I don't think it'd be beneficial for me. Like it's just, it's probably going to make me feel less. So I'm gonna listen to my body. Rest when I need to rest. Push it when I need to push. Into the season, like you're going to be yeah. dragging. In yeah. a month, you can do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just working for You want to you want to be fit on the Saturday. Like there's no yeah. point doing heavy deadlifts on Friday because you're going to be fatigued on Saturday. Yeah, it goes back to priorities. So put in whatever top of your list first. Like have that first. Cool, sweet. So, uh, if people want to get hold of you, where can they find you? You've got Instagram and Facebook page, right? Yeah. So, um, where are they? So, two Instagram, which I should both of them. Yeah, yeah my personal one is my full name, Max Catmahill, at Max Catmahill. And my um, business one is Max Fit Rehab, all one word. And they're both Instagram? Yeah. And my Facebook page is um, slash at MCH Sport Rehab. Cool. Um, and you can catch them both of those. They've got my details there. Perfect. Sweet. Appreciate it. And the insights. And then uh, speak to you soon. <laughs>